Proclaim My Word in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, Atlanta Catholic Radio, bring you Victory is in the Praise. The purpose of this Bible study is to help you live God's Word daily and help increase your faith and trust in Him. This show is made possible by listeners like you. To support Proclaim My Word, go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. Welcome to Proclaim My Word as we continue with our study entitled Victory is in the Praise in partnership with AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio. I'm Linda and I'm here with Carrie Allen, the founder of Proclaim My Word, a ministry dedicated to helping us know God's word so we can live his word and have the courage to proclaim his word, just as the opening theme song encourages us to do. Carrie, before we begin our episode called Psalms of Praise, will you lead us in the opening prayer that can be found on page three of the practice guide? Certainly. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You, God, are my God. I earnestly seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My whole being longs for you. I have seen you in the sanctuary, beholding your power and your glory. Because your merciful love is better than life, my lips will praise you. I will bless you as long as I live. I will lift up my hands and call on your name. I will praise you and proclaim victory over my enemies. On my bed I remember you. I think of you throughout the night, for you are my help. In the shadow of your wings I sing for joy. My soul clings to you. Your right hand upholds me. Let all that is within me bless your holy name. I will bless you at all times. Your praises will continually be on my lips and in my heart. For you alone are worthy of all praise. All honor and glory belong to you, Lord, both now and forever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Carrie. Just a reminder, there is a free practice guide that we highly recommend. Praise is not something that we just learn about, but we actually put it into practice. And the practice guide is so important. Carrie, remind the listeners of your website, please. It is ProclaimMyWord.org. And there you can find the link to register and see other Bible studies, as well as give a free will offering. Proclaim My Word wants to provide these materials free of charge. And if you have found value in this study on praise, please consider a donation if you are able. It is greatly appreciated. If you download the practice guide, you will find the litany of praise and the praises from scripture that we have mentioned previously to help you during this study. If you are doing this study by yourself, with a friend or family member, or part of a larger group. The litany of praise and praises from scripture are great to not just read, but use to practice praising the Lord, which ties perfectly into what we'll be discussing today. As I mentioned earlier, the title of this episode is Psalms of Praise. Carrie, would you give us a brief recap about what we learned in our last episode? Certainly. In our last episode, titled Praising God in All Circumstances, we learned that it is possible to praise God no matter what is going on or no matter what we're going through. The more we praise him, the more we focus on him and not the battle or the situation we're going through. 
God inhabits the praises of his people. And that means he is right there with us, fighting our battles for us if we let him. Praising God increases our faith and our trust in him, most especially when life gets tough and we're in the middle of a fiery furnace or in the middle of a storm. Worry and fear will not bring you peace, but praising him will, a peace that can only come from him. Satan will do anything to try and destroy your peace, and he can't stand to be where God is being praised. So if you want more peace in your heart and in your life, start praising God. Use the praises from Scripture and or the litany of praise in the practice guide to help you gain that peace that surpasses all understanding. In the last episode, I suggested finding a catch praise, which is a praise that you can use automatically when you're faced with a disagreement or a conflict or even a worry. Instead of worrying or arguing to prove you're right or to get the other person to take your side, use your catch praise and let God handle the situation. Your catch praise can be as simple as saying the glory be or saying, I praise you, Lord, for you are worthy of my praise. It may not change the situation, but it will change you as you place your focus on God and trust him to handle the problem. If you want more faith and if you want to increase your trust in the Lord, then start praising him in all circumstances, even for your unrealized blessings and his mercies in disguise. Remember why we praise God? We praise him for our sake and not his. Praising him releases his power his grace, and his strength. It also reminds us that he's right there with us, active in our lives, fighting for us and doing the heavy lifting. So the bottom line is, yes, it is possible to praise God in all circumstances, no matter what we're going through. And what helps us to do that are the Psalms of praise, which leads us perfectly into our next episode. The book of Psalms is the longest book of the Bible. It contains 150 psalms that includes a prayer for every condition of the human heart. The Catechism of the Catholic Church, Article 2586, says that the psalms were prayed by Christ and fulfilled in him. The psalms remain essential to the prayer of the church. You will notice in the book of Psalms a word that appears several times at the end of a verse or paragraph, which is selah. Except for the book of Habakkuk, the word selah is a Hebrew word found only in Psalms. Although no one knows the exact meaning of the word, it is believed to mean pause or reflect upon and praise, which is great advice when we're hearing or reading the Psalms to take a moment and consider what God might be saying to you through the Psalms. The Psalms are considered the prayers of the people. They guide us and teach us how to pray. They teach us how to pray from the heart, which is what the Catechism of the Catholic Church, Article 2562, tells us is critical to our prayers being heard, as it says. Where does prayer come from? Whether prayer is expressed in words or gestures, It is the whole man who prays. But in naming the source of prayer, Scripture speaks sometimes of the soul or the spirit, but most often of the heart, more than a thousand times. According to Scripture, it is the heart that prays. If our heart is far from God, the words of prayer are in vain. 
So that's why the Psalms are so important as they teach us to pray from the heart. In the Psalms, that's exactly what we find. People praying from their heart. People who are struggling with their own fears, worries, and anxieties. And yet, they continue to trust and find hope in the Lord. As St. Gregory said, the joy of the songs of praise turns the eyes of the heart toward heaven. That's the purpose of praise, to take our eyes off of ourselves and place them on our Heavenly Father in surrender to His divine will. The Psalms consist of prayers of praise, thanksgiving, and lamentations, which are also called expressions of sorrow. They were either sung or recited during celebrations or to bring comfort to those who were suffering. At least one-third of the psalms are laments, which are prayers to God where protests and complaints are expressed and two important questions are asked. Where are you, God, and why did you let this happen? When the psalmist laments and when we lament, we are pouring out our sorrows, our anger, our frustrations, our doubts, and our fears to our God. God wants our laments to be authentic. He wants us to speak boldly and honestly to him, holding nothing back. In the Psalms, we are able to find ourselves in a variety of the emotions that are expressed. With the psalmist, we share in their moments of joy and hope, and also through their moments of worry, sorrow, and repentance. But no matter what the psalmist is going through as he laments, he always returns to the greatness of God, acknowledging his enduring love and mercy and his forgiveness. Psalm 13 is the psalm of lament that was written by David, and it begins with the following words. How long, O Lord? Will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I bear pain in my soul and have sorrow in my heart all the day? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and answer me, O Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say, I have prevailed over him. Lest my foes rejoice because I am shaken. But now notice how David ends this psalm of lament when he says, But I have trusted in your merciful love. My heart shall rejoice in your salvation. I will sing to the Lord because he has dealt bountifully with me. You see, even though David is going through a difficult time, he never loses his trust in the Lord. The Psalms are timeless. Even today, we can certainly learn a great deal from them as they encourage us to be honest with God about what we're going through, never giving up on him, trusting him no matter what, and knowing that he will never give up on us. The Catechism of the Catholic Church in Article 2588 says, The Psalms are a mirror of God's marvelous deeds in the history of his people as well as reflections of the human experiences of the psalmist. Though a given psalm may reflect an event of the past, it still possesses such direct simplicity that it can be prayed in truth by men of all times 
and conditions. So the Psalms are frequently quoted in the New Testament. Most especially, we hear them proclaimed at every Mass during the Responsorial Psalm, reminding us of God's marvelous deeds and His everlasting love and mercy. Obviously, one common theme you will find in the book of Psalms is praising God. Psalms of praise express the virtue and the power of the Lord. As the God of Israel, he is praised for his wonderful work in nature, the deliverance of his people, and all of his amazing attributes, such as his loving kindness, his patience, and his enduring mercy. When we pray and praise with the Psalms, we continue learning more about who our God really is, such as he is our defender, our provider, our hiding place, our good shepherd. He is the light of the world, our counselor, the author of our salvation, our strength and our shield. And I could go on and on. This is why the Psalms are so important to our prayer life. It's our way of communicating with God and it also helps us to listen for his voice. God is speaking to his children today. What kind of father wouldn't speak to his children? The problem is, we don't always take the time to listen for his voice. Unfortunately, there are many distractions and temptations in the world today that try to keep us from making time to hear the voice of the one that really matters, the Holy Spirit, the one who can bring us peace and comfort the Holy Spirit, who can give us wisdom. When you feel distracted or when temptations begin to creep in, pray for a willing spirit and pray Psalm 51, verses 10 to 12, that says, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and put a new and right spirit within me. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation, and uphold me with a willing spirit. God's not going to, to send you a text or an Instagram. He wants you to reach out to him and recognize your need for him and your dependence on him. The Psalms help us to place our trust in him, even when it appears that everything is falling apart. Psalm 37, verses 3 and 4 tells us the benefits of trusting God, as it says, Trust in the Lord and do good, so you will dwell in the land and be nourished in safety. Take delight in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. David is a great example of someone who trusted God and knew that he was completely dependent on him. When David wrote Psalm 34, he was going through a very difficult time in his life. He had just learned that King Saul intended to kill him, so he fled from the king. David knew that he was in great danger because Saul was hunting for him, but Saul never found him. Unfortunately, King Saul gave in to evil spirits and ended up bringing about his own demise. David ended Psalm 34 expressing his faith and trust in God, who heard and answered his prayers as he was being sought by Saul. When you get a chance, you might want to read Psalm 34, as it reminds us to focus our hearts on praying to God, even when we're in the middle of a battle, just as David did. 
this is great advice for us in Psalm 34 because it tells us exactly how David prayed and praised God, how David and how David advises us to seek God first by praising him and trusting that he will protect those who worship and obey him. When we praise God, we are speaking directly to him, and that is how the psalmist spoke to him. They wrote the psalms from their hearts to express not only their joy, but also their pain and their suffering. God wants us to come to him with an honest heart, and that means telling him about our fears, our concerns, our regrets, and even our anger. He already knows all of it anyway, but he wants you to give it all to him. Because as I've said before, the battle is his. So let him do the heavy lifting. God can also use the Psalms to talk to us. Sometimes when I'm praying and I stop talking and and just listen, a praise will come to mind. And when I look up the Psalm in the Bible and read it, it's exactly what I needed to hear. It's God telling me that he hears me and he wants me to know that everything is going to be all right. I believe that's a message God has for each one of us today through this study on praise and through the Psalms. God wants each one of us to know that everything is going to be all right. As we recognize and remember that he was always there for them and he will always be there for us. Praying with the Psalms helps us to praise God through the power of the Holy Spirit, who is our comforter and our helper. The Psalms can be a a source of comfort and peace as they help strengthen us through our fears and our sufferings. Psalm 46 begins in the first two verses with the psalmist telling us that God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. That would be a good catchphrase if you don't have one yet. The psalmist is writing about terrifying events that left the people in shock and fear. And even though we don't always understand why God allows horrific things to happen, we trust in his promises to use even those terrible events for good in the life of those who believe and trust in him. God wants you to know that good will triumph in the end, and victory is truly in the praise. God can use frightening events to change the hearts of people and abolish evil. Psalm 46, verse 10, is one of the most quoted verses in the book of Psalms. It tells us not to fear when we hear horrific things happening in the world, but rather be still and know that I am God. The psalmist goes on to tell us that God is exalted among the nations and in the earth. Being still means in the midst of chaos or frightening events is a quiet trusting in the Lord. When we wait patiently for the Lord in stillness, we stop fretting and worrying. We're telling God that we trust him. This is what the Psalms helps us to do. When you turn your heart to God, trusting and praising his holy name, no matter what is going on in your life or in the world, you will find peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. 
Psalm 46 ends by telling us that God is always with us and that he is our refuge. In other words, he will never leave us and he will always protect us. As you hear your own voice through the Psalms, asking God to come to your aid, and as you commit to praise him through your pain and fears, you are telling him that you trust him and that you will never give up your hope in him or your love for him. As the Bishop of Alexandra said in the Ponder section of your practice guide, I believe that a man can find nothing more glorious than these Psalms, for they embrace the whole life of man, the affections of his mind and the motions of his soul. To praise and glorify God, he can select a Psalm suited to every occasion, and thus will find that they were written for him. So the Psalms were written for you to help you praise God, to be totally honest with him, but also to express gratitude from your heart by giving him thanks for his love and his saving grace. As Psalm 86 verse 12 says, I give thanks to you, O Lord my God, with my whole heart, and I will glorify your name forever. By praying with the Psalms, we continue learning more about who our God is and what the psalmists are praising and thanking him for, such as for his compassion, for his faithfulness, for clothing them with joy, for his wonderful deeds, for his enduring love and forgiveness, and the list goes on and on. Listen to what Pope Benedict XVI said about the importance of the Psalms. Our danger is that the memory of evil, of the evil suffered, may often be stronger than the memory of good. The psalm's purpose is also to reawaken in us the memory of good, as well as of all the good that the Lord has done and is doing for us, which we can perceive. If we become deeply attentive, it is true God's mercy endures forever. It is present day after day. So what he's saying is the purpose of the Psalms is for us not to remember what evil has done or is doing, but rather remember all the good that the Lord has done and is doing for us. When we remember all the good he has done for us, we can't help but praise him and thank him for his faithfulness. In 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 18, St. Paul said, Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Paul is telling us to thank God for the blessings that can come from the circumstance and trust him, even when we can't see or understand it. The blessing could be the strength and the perseverance he gives us to endure the situation and not lose hope or faith. Thanking God for everything that comes our way keeps us from being bitter because it's difficult, if not impossible, to be bitter and thankful at the same time. Praising and giving thanks to God helps keep our hearts in a right relationship with Him, but most especially when life gets difficult. When I read the Psalms, it makes me wonder about all that I have not thanked him for. 
I also wonder how many things I have taken for granted by not expressing my gratitude for all the good he has done in my life. Have you ever made a list of all that you have to be thankful for? Have you ever thanked God for all your unseen blessings that we have talked about in a previous episode? As we said before, there are unseen blessings and even miracles all around us, taking place every day in our lives. Thanking God in advance of answering your prayers is also a great way to actively put your trust in Him. Instead of praying, Lord, please bring my children back to the church, try saying, thank you, Lord, for bringing my children back to the church, or thank you, Lord, for helping me. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. And then just wait, trusting in him, never giving up hope. Try it. I think you'll find that it really makes a difference. Psalm 62, verses 5 and 8 says, For God alone my soul waits in silence, for my hope is from him. Trust in him at all times. O people, pour out your heart before God. God is a refuge for us. The Psalms are filled with prayers of praise and thanksgiving, where people just like you and me poured out their hearts before God during the good times and the difficult times. Praising and thanking God, not only for answered prayers, but also praising and thanking Him during difficult times is called a sacrifice of praise and a sacrifice of thanksgiving. Psalm 116 Verses 17 and 19 says, I will offer to you the sacrifice of thanksgiving and call on the name of the Lord. I will pay my vows to the Lord in the presence of his people. Praise the Lord. The psalmist is offering a physical sacrifice in the temple in thanksgiving to God for delivering him from a distressing situation, and he is praising him for his loving kindness and mercy. He is also vowing to make a public sacrifice by thanking and praising God in the temple for everyone to hear about God's goodness and mercy. We too can make a physical sacrifice of thanksgiving by giving to the poor and the needy. But we can also make a sacrifice of praise by praising him and letting others know how good and merciful God has been to you how he has always been there for you, and that his mercy and love for you is everlasting. In other words, let people know how God has blessed you. Psalm 150 is the last psalm, and verse 6 is the final verse. It is a great ending for the psalms and a great beginning for us, as it says, let everything that has breath Praise the Lord. Alleluia. That sounds like a great catchphrase, Carrie. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Alleluia. So before we jump into Proclaim My Word Unplugged, I want to remind our listeners that you are listening to Victory is in the Praise on AM 1160, The Quest, your Atlantic Catholic radio. And Carrie, you made me love the book of Psalms more than I already did before. So let's jump into the unplugged discussion. There's so many different items that you touched on. One of them I want to start with is the quote from Pope Benedict Mm -hmm. the 16th, the memory 
of evil is stronger than the memory of good. Mm-hmm. And then he said that part of the book of Psalms, what it can do is it can reawaken the memory of good. Right. Talk a little bit about right. that. Well, I think we as humans have a tendency to focus on the negative, on the evil that that has been done in our lives and in the world. And what the Pope is saying, Pope Benedict is saying, don't focus on that. Focus on the good that God has done for us. Mm-hmm. And that's where we find our freedom and our peace. Yeah. And also, too, to all these different emotions that we hear in the book of Psalms, we need to balance out because the the negative is so strong and it has such a visceral response in us. So we're, we're human beings. It's just natural that we're going to kind of fall back to that. So it's good if we're doing, uh, reading the book of Psalms as well as um, saying them out loud. What about also at mass? Obviously we have the book of Psalms it's the most consistent book. Right. <laughs> yeah, that with the gospel, the four gospels, but the book of Psalms. Right, it's the responsorial psalm, um, which would which would help us to remember to pray with the Psalms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to to when we are at mass, participating in mass, when we have that response, we want to really take that on as our own personal response, not just something that we're repeating what someone else says. Exactly. Exactly. That that we own that psalm, that we we own that praise, that we're we're praising him during the mass. It's our praises. It's not just something that is written for us to say. Yeah. So that's a great way to interact with the mass and not just say I'm not getting anything. We exactly. want that's a way that we can really give in that particular part. Right. It, it's not the the focus shouldn't be on what you get out of the mass. The focus should be on the praises that you bring to the mass. I love that. Yeah, and that goes back to in the practice guide you had mentioned Athanasius's quote, and it's a psalm suited to every occasion. Mm-hmm. They were written for us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So even if it might not be the situation we're in at the time that we hear it, many times we see very palpable circumstances where the Lord goes before us. That's right. And we, we've been given a scripture multiple times ahead of something happening where we want to call on that scripture. Right, right. And that's where the trust comes in, especially during the uh, difficult times. I think, I've, as I've said before, I try to tell people when things are going great, this too shall pass. <laughs> so that when things aren't so great, this too shall pass. Yeah, and there's a reference to the simplicity that of the prayers that are in the Psalms. And I think that's one of the, the um, things that I'll remember from this is just the simple, like the one lines, you know, like let everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you could contemplate that for such a long time, but it's, then we say, what about myself? How is every breath that I have praise the Lord? Exactly. How is his creation and his creatures that he has placed here on earth? How do they bless the Lord? How do they praise the Lord? So you saying that in our porch, we have a nest that's been used multiple times with birds. Mm-hmm. So right now we have four four more mouths to feed <laughs> <laughs> in our home. And every time I see, you see the mama and the daddy bird come and they do it together. But 
the mama coming to feed and those four mouths coming up, it literally does praise the Lord mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you see it being done and the caring and the concern and obviously hard work to go find things to have them feed. And you see the dependence of the, the little you know, little uh, newborns, you know, in terms of having their mother feed them, it really does praise the Lord. So it's like when I look out the window and see that, it kind of reminds me of just kind of like everything's right in the world. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then how does that like go into my mind of how, does my life praise the Lord? Right. Even in the smallest of details, how does your life praise the Lord? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing what we're supposed to be doing or, you know, we have that sense that maybe we're a little too busy and we're not doing what the Lord wants. Or well, Right. And then the question you should always ask yourself is, am I doing God's will? Am I doing God's will? Mm-hmm. So you mentioned Psalm 13 mm-hmm. with David. And when I, I looked it up as you were reading it and I had looked at it before, but I hadn't seen the top of it said it's was a prayer in time of illness. Uh-huh. So that is a perfect example where if we get a bad health report, it's great to find a psalm. We talked about Psalm 71 for getting older mm-hmm. as a great one to pull out when we start to have doubts or wondering um, or difficulties as we get older. Psalm 13 is one for a time of illness. Right. Right. That's Talk a-, a little bit about that when we get a bad health report, because that's one of the taxing things. It's, it's one of the hardest things to deal with. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a tough one. Because um, I remember when I got a, or thought I got a bad report, um, which was not too long ago, and it turned out to be false. But during those two weeks before I found out it was false, um, I had to question myself, are you ready to see the Lord? (laughs) Are you ready to uh, go before him? Can you praise him? Well, this is going on. And yes, you can praise him, like we discussed in previous episode, to praise him in all circumstances. So you praise him because, you know, if he says this is the time he wants you home, then praise him for that. Thank him for that. Now, the ones you leave behind, that will be difficult for Mm -hmm. because it's difficult for them to understand. But he is blessing the person that he decides that he wants to take home. He misses his children. And so, of course, he would want them back home with him. And you had spoken about in the commentary about the prayer of the heart. Right. He doesn't just want lip service. <laughs> you know, he does, he wants us to, to really pray. He doesn't want us just to read the praises, but to pray the praises from our heart. And that's what the Psalms help us do. Yeah, because he can see, he knows our hearts. So I think the worst thing would be is if we have a bad situation, we say, I'll praise the Lord, I'll give it a try. And <laughs> the situation didn't change. But if you're going in with that kind of manipulation. Exactly. That's exactly what it is, manipulation. And that's not what he's looking for. It's not what he's looking for. It doesn't do us any good. And then it also, I think we hear about pray continually and it's throughout scripture about praising. So we can't expect it's like, oh, turn on the faucet and like, hey, I need something. Or that if I don't sense anything changing, it doesn't mean to stop. It means we're supposed to persevere 
right. in the praise, just right. like it's it's throughout the Bible. And that's what the praise may actually uh, bless you with is perseverance, strength and perseverance to endure the situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because even with uh, King David, before he was king, and then there was King Saul, he was, I mean, there's so many that are attributed to him. So it right. obviously was something throughout his life. Right. And at the end of his life, it got a lot more complicated. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was no saint on earth, was he? <laughs> but you're right that if we go back continually to the praise of the Lord, he is unchanging. Right. And Correct. that's what we're grasping onto. I think why David is such a great example is because sometimes we can get bogged down in our past in shame of what we have done. And that's not what God wants. David didn't let that stand in his way. When he sinned, he repented, he surrendered to God, and he got up and he continued to do God's will. And that's what God wants from us. He doesn't want us to focus on what we've done in the past. Just confess it, get over it. So you took me back to when I came into the church. So when people ask me about why I came into the church, I think they expect me to say some dogma (laughs) really got me or whatever. And I don't think I've ever heard anyone else say this, but my response is always, I had a conviction of sin in my life. I saw sin in my life and I didn't want it. And then I began to look to see, I want more of God. So I started to look and evaluate the church I was in, what I wanted, and I ultimately came to the Catholic Church. Mm -hmm. But during the process of coming in, as you know, because you've directed OCRCI groups in the past, it's a it's a definitely a journey. It's a journey, a pilgrimage within a pilgrimage when you come into the church. But Psalm 51, the Miserare, Uh and that was David's really him after his big sin and um, repenting to the Lord, that just was with me throughout the whole journey. And that particular year, Psalm 51 was definitely used several times during Lent, but it reminded me, it let me let go of the past and start fresh. Mm -hmm. God was speaking to you through Psalm 51. Yep. And I, I can tell you when I, it's probably one of the things I'm so grateful for in my spiritual life is, is when I make a mistake, you know, obviously I can go to confession, which I do. I, I love the sacrament of confession. It was one of reconciliation. It was one of the hardest things for me to wrap my head around mm-hmm. when I came into the church, but I love it. But the other is it's like, it's a new day. So what happened yesterday, it's a new day mm-hmm. and I can move forward and be totally, you know, start fresh. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Lord wants us to. He doesn't want us to get bogged down. That's right. That's right. So the Psalms we can use to help us not get bogged down. That's right. And to bring us to repentance too, which is what they they did for you. Exactly. And and when we think about it, we can kind of borrow David's trust Uh because he had, that was one of the things he really just trusted the Lord throughout his life. And um, he was, we heard he's a man after God's own heart, but sometimes we have to borrow our friend's trust. So when we maybe get that bad medical report or if we get that bad, we call someone we know. Mm-hmm. Hopefully mm-hmm. we praise the Lord immediately, turn to him, but other people will come and help us. And sometimes we might be in the position where that we're that person that needs to give more hope and trust in the Lord mm-hmm. for that person. Mm-hmm. Talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Mm-hmm. How we and do say that. it and say it and praise and say it that you trust him until you mean it, until you can really say it from your heart. 
Mm-hmm. It may start out as just words, but let the Holy Spirit guide you through the praises. And, and we're going to talk about that in our, our next episode about tapping into the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And when you, we talked about last time with praising God in all circumstances, this is one thing I did is I had just at the time that we were preparing, I had some, got some very bad news on a couple fronts, mm-hmm. a couple fronts. And every morning I woke up with that kind of like, ugh, like just the weight of it. Every morning, I was like, this is not a good thing. Like, like it was like five days in a row. And I would do what I normally do and, and keep moving along in the day. It didn't stop me, but it was like sort of like a cloud over mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And I thought, this is just not from God. This is just not uh, what God wants for me. So I decided that somehow I hadn't released it, you know, I was praising him. Mm-hmm. So I kind of stepped out. And instead of just thanking the Lord for what could come from the situation, mm-hmm. I started out loud praising the Lord for the situation. Mm, that takes a lot of faith and trust. It, and it something clicked in me, mm-hmm. Carrie. And and I would say not everyone probably can do that because there's bad things that happen and it would seem insincere. Or it's not authentic. Right. Right. But in this, as soon as I said it and heard it, all of a sudden I could see what how God could use this. Mm-hmm. It, that was wow, what veiled, a blessing. That was veiled from me beforehand. Uh-huh. When I just said, I thank you for what you can do with it, you know, from it, I was still very focused on the problem. But then when I said something that seemed like I was kind of walking down the plank, you know, <laughs> jumping into the water, as soon as I said it, then I could see how the Lord could do it. And I started to really praise him. And then, and I'm not saying this happens every time, but I'll tell you, I got some updates later that week that were just, I had never expected Interesting. What you did was you gave it to him. I did. I you finally, I finally gave, I knew I hadn't given it to him beforehand. So he does, he's patient with us. Very patient. Slow it, to anger. Slow to anger. I wasn't trying to manipulate him or it was, I was just burdened by when you hurt for someone else. It's even more than sometimes when something happens to yourself. That's right. That's right. Well, that's, that's a beautiful story. And one way I would say too, that I guess, if uh, thanking him in circumstances, I guess we can practice by simple things. Like say we're stuck in traffic. Well, I use traffic a lot in Thanksgiving because sometimes I have been stuck in traffic and it has kept me from getting into an accident up ahead. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what he's protecting you f- from. So that's why you thank him. Right. You don't. Yeah. You so don't we can what... we can see that very objectively with something like that, you know, with traffic. I think all of us can agree, but then we think, well, if I get a bad this, or if this, or someone does something to me. He may be protecting you from something. Yes. Yeah. So I, you mentioned, and I think this is one way to prepare, to make a list of things to be thankful, uh, right. that we've been thankful for. Right. Make a list. Um, and hopefully it's a long list, <laughs> you know, and, and place it in your Bible, um, and use it, take it out. I remember once I was meeting with a friend who was going through a very difficult time, and she just kept focusing on everything that was going wrong in her life. And I said, take out a piece of paper and a pencil. Start writing everything that you're thankful for. And what a difference that makes. Because mm-hmm. it keeps you from 
focusing like Saint Ben, like Father uh, Pope Benedict said. Yeah. Um, don't focus on the evil. Don't fo- focus on the bad things that are happening in your life. Focus on the good things. Focus on what you can be grateful for and thankful for, and watch what happens. And that, like we said in the past, but I think it's it bears repeating, is that if you are not comfortable praising the Lord, which we are saying in this particular episode, you can use the Psalms by reading Abs- them out loud. Absolutely. Up. But also, you can say, I am thankful for this. I am thankful for this. I'm thankful for this. Whatever it might be, that's praying to God. That's right. And That's right. it's a... You it grows. Mm-hmm. Praise grows. Thankfulness grows. Gratitude grows. Mm-hmm. They're not stagnant. Yeah. You, in the Psalms, we know that if it's David, because we know he was a musician or very musically inclined, um, but we also, you mentioned about Jesus, that one of the catechism references, I think it was, that he prayed and fulfilled the Psalms. They were by you're by Christ. So he prayed them, we know most likely at the Passover. From Psalm twenty two also that mm-hmm. we talked about in the last episode. Yeah. So the there was a kind of a song, you know, there's they were always kind of meant to be to song. And then you talked about um the word that's often used in the book of Psalms in many Psalms that means to pause or reflect upon and praise. Right. Sila. Yeah. So if we if we see that, what should we do? <laughs> Stop. Stop. Say, Lord, what are you trying to tell me through this? Mm-hmm. Help me understand what the message is for me. Stop. Pause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pause and pray and take it in. And I'm going to ask you a couple questions because we've talked a lot about the litany of praise mm-hmm. and the praises from scripture. So I'm going to bring up a couple ones that are mentioned there. And I just want if you could just help us understand. I'll try. So one of the ones that caught me was solid reality. You are my solid reality. That's truth. (laughs) (laughs) That's simple. That's truth. He is our solid reality. Mm -hmm. You know, he is our truth. Yeah. So all this time of virtual reality and all these (laughs) other things. (laughs) Yeah. He's not virtual. He's real. He's a solid reality. Okay, yeah. so that's a great one. I think it might be one that caught me off guard, but I think I might use the most. Yeah, yeah. What about Hiding Place? Oh, I love that. I love the song, uh, Hiding Place. It's where we go when we're going through a difficult time or we're being attacked, um, either spiritually, financially, emotionally. It's, we go to him and we hide in him. That's why he's our hiding place. I love that. Yeah, I do too. It's so great. Too. And you think too, you know, with Saul and, you know, in the cave and all that, but it's like, hey, if I could just take a little park over here yes. in this little side cave. Right. And you just take care of that battle for me. Yes. Yes. That's where God uh, holds us and takes care of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about counselor? Counselor, um, the Holy Spirit is our counselor. And if we're listening to him, if we're, if we're tuned in to him, he will give us the counsel that we need to uh, work out a situation or um, he will give us what we need to help us endure whatever's going on in our lives. But we, that's why listening is so important. Pausing, Sila, pausing to listen so that we can hear his counsel. 
Yeah, we know in the Liturgy of the Hours, the Psalms are throughout that. Right. And that's that's not something just to get through. It's to really, because we know we can listen to one verse of Scripture 10 years ago or for 10 years. And then finally, when we say it or hear it one at the time we exactly need it, it has a totally different meaning to us. That's right. We can read, read it over and over and then all of a sudden realize, gee, I don't ever remember reading that before. <laughs> Yeah. So when you mentioned counselor, and you talked about that we need, you know, the Holy Spirit, he's our counselor. It's I remember St. Irenaeus, I believe it was said, we have an accuser. So we need an advocate, an advocate. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is our advocate. Mm-hmm. He fights for us. He defends us against the evil one. So for all our legal eagles out there, yeah. he's, a, <laughs> he's, our, he's our truth and yeah, yeah. he's a lot cheaper per hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's our DA. I'll have to come up with an acronym for that one. Right. And the, uh, any others that you particularly like off the litany of praises that you tend to say as you go I to? I like provider. Mm-hmm. He is my provider. He is my mercy. He is my fortress. Yeah. Uh, they're just, they give such imagery. So when we go through and pray the litany of praises if there's one if you're in the middle of it and you have one that just really hits you mm-hmm. stay with it stay with it park park with it a little bit and mm-hmm. spend the time because that might be exactly even if it's if it's just gotten your interest but you don't really know why that might be another situation where god is preparing you mm-hmm. for a situation in advance that's right yeah and the other one too is that you are my the are you are a good shepherd so I know when my mom passed, I know the Lord was just giving me so many things beforehand. I knew that this was the time. In fact, the day that she passed, I went to mass and I went walking and I found a, one of those little tracks. It says, oh, yeah. uh-huh. if you die today, do you know where you're going? Uh-huh. I found that this, that morning, but the image of Jesus that was so important every day I went to mass in this particular church was a big picture of the good shepherd Jesus is good shepherd and I just had that sense that he was just holding her in his arms that I could then accept what was happening Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. praise the Lord that he Mm -hmm. was holding her close and then also pray for her soul, pray for her final perseverance. I could step into my role because I wasn't trying to be, you know, the shepherd. Right. Right. You let him be the shepherd. I love the image of the good shepherd, especially the one that has the lamb around his shoulders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if you've ever heard the story of why he's holding the lamb around his shoulders um, because it's the lamb that strayed in, in one way and he kept straying so Christ had to break his leg, mm-hmm. and then he had to carry him on his shoulders. And then while he was carrying him on his shoulders, they were bonding. Mm. And I think that's what God does to us. Sometimes he has to break our leg. I don't mean that literally, but do something to get our attention so that we can bond with him, so that we won't stray, so we won't stray. Yeah, there's so many analogies for the shepherd piece and I've always they said we don't know if it means this or that but we know in our lives that sometimes we need to kind of get back in the sheepfold Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know and he is the one when we turn to him that can provide that for us right any other points that you want to say about the book of Psalms Carrie 
other than use it frequently and, um, you know, even memorize some of the quotes and psalms. The, the, the psalm that I have memorized years ago and that I use frequently is Psalm 23, The Lord is My Shepherd. And I don't do the short version, that's all I want, but I, I do pray the long version almost every night. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, so, yeah. I, and I, it, that, was, that was also the psalm that kept on coming mm-hmm. when my mom was passing. They kept yeah. on the daily mass and everything during that time, and then it was also at her, um, at the funeral. Yeah. yeah. So that's great. Well, Carrie, will you lead us in the closing prayer found on page four of episode four? Certainly. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Lord, with my whole heart I give you thanks for your mercy and your faithfulness. Your steadfast love has saved me. There is no one like you, Lord. Only you are holy, and only you are righteous. Thank you for saving me from the enemy. Thank you for being my God, my Savior. I am grateful for all of your gifts most especially for the gift of your body and blood in the Eucharist. May your praises always be on my lips and in my heart. Forever and ever, I will bless your holy name. Jesus, I surrender to you. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Join Carrie and me for our final episode as we continue to learn how praising God brings victory in our lives. Our final episode is episode five called Creating a Spirit of Praise. In the meantime, please share this study with others. It would also be very helpful if you could find a few other people to praise God with. Praising with others helps encourage one another and it's very uplifting to praise in the praise the Lord in community. And until next time, remember that in the Psalms, we are able to find ourselves through the moments of joy and hope and also through worry and sorrow. But no matter what the psalmist is going through, he always returns to the greatness of God, acknowledging his enduring love and mercy and his faithfulness, because he knows that God is our refuge and our strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear. The Psalms are filled with prayers of praise and thanksgiving, where people just like you and me poured out their hearts before God during the good times and the tough times. That's what God wants from you, to be honest with him, to pour out your heart to him, to make a sacrifice by praising him and thanking him in all circumstances, and most especially trusting that he will always be there for you, fighting for you. And no matter what happens, he wants us to be still and know that he is God. In other words, to quietly trust him. Praising God helps you to remember all the good he has done for you and all the good he will do for you. Just keep praising him and thanking him because when you do, it will bring him honor and glory and it will bring you peace, peace that surpasses all understanding. And as Psalm 150 verse 6 says, Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. Alleluia. God wants you to know that in the end, good will always triumph. Just keep praising Him, because that is where the victory is.
This has been Victory is in the Praise, a Bible study in partnership with Proclaim My Word and AM 1160 The Quest. This show is made possible by listeners like you. If you like what you heard, please consider supporting Proclaim My Word. Just go to ProclaimMyWord.org and hit the donate button. You'll also find the link to register for the current study and receive the study guide at ProclaimMyWord.org. Thank you for your generosity in helping us evangelize by spreading His Word. This has been a production of AM 1160 The Quest, your Atlanta Catholic Radio.